Here we are with the Leia episode. It's finally happening. It's gonna do it. Um, <laughs> I'm already broken up <laughs> just from the intro. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. A little montage uh, shot there from um, a lot of the pictures I could find here recently, lately. Of course, there's a ton more. You guys know that I, I videoed and, and photographed and, and documented pretty much every bit of Leia and I's life together, which was, uh, you know, an amazing, an amazing six years, almost six years, what even six years. It was, uh, cut short, of course, but up front there, again, a montage I just put, I, I kind of loosely put together. I used, uh, iMovie. Um, app on the iPad and it just kind of took the 80 plus um, photos that I had saved and uh, put them all together with a little bit of a uh, little bit of sound and yeah so that was that up front and then uh, the song there up front is uh, Here Without You by Three Doors Down. Three Doors Down I believe is a Biloxi Mississippi band, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I remember back in the day, my younger brother was stationed there in Biloxi, Mississippi at the Air Force Base. I can't, uh, fuck, what the hell's the name of the, the damn Air Force Base there in Biloxi? It's, um, Biloxi. Who cares? Doesn't matter. <laughs> but he was stationed there. He did his training down there for uh, the career field that he was in, electronic warfare, and uh, went down and visited him. Um, a few times down there, had a good time, a lot of casinos, did some gambling, wasn't that big into gambling at the time. So I didn't do very well. I didn't really know what I was doing as far as uh, blackjack, which is my main, uh, my main jam. Whenever I do gamble, I do like some roulette. Uh, I play roulette a little bit differently than, than the majority of people that you may know would play roulette. And, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so Three Doors Down. That's where they were from, from Biloxi, Mississippi, I believe. Look it up. I'm not going to do the research for you. Uh, not drinking a beer on this show, guys. Um, I had a couple uh, couple things while I was out and about today. 
uh, doing some some errands and, and running some uh, picking up some stuff for some car deal detailing. As you know, I've gotten into some car detailing here as of late, and I've posted a few videos. I need to put those on my on my YouTube channel actually, and, and let people uh, partake uh, that are on uh, you know my subscribers on YouTube and stuff. But I've been putting off this show for a while. <clears throat> well, what else was I saying? I did some errands. Um, oh yeah, so I had a couple of beers while I was out. I had a uh, a Columbia House uh, Intense uh, and I think it's it's, it's spelled I N N Tense, like tense, you know, T E T E N T S, uh, like a tent that you would sleep in, go camping in. So it's Intense. It's a it's a double IPA. I also had a uh, Common House Aleworks. Double IPA, which was called, what the hell is that thing called? Let me see if I can figure it out. So I've had a couple craft beers already, so we, we, you know, we can do some craft uh, conversations about it. It was called Light Pollution. So let's see, Intense, like I said, it's from Columbia Craft Brewing Company up in Columbia, South Carolina. It's, a, it's an Imperial IPA, 7.5% ABV or alcohol by volume. They don't have any uh, IBUs listed or international bittering units, if you don't know what that means. Intense are 7%, 7.5% ABV double dry hopped West Coast style DIPA, double IPA. Our first foray into the fabled style of our West Coast brethren, dry hopped with our, uh, with over four pounds per barrel of Citra, Mosaic, Strata, and Simcoe hops, divine notes of tangerine, melon, pine resin, pink grapefruit, persist. A clean bite of bitterness and a crisp dry finish elevate this beer to an otherworldly experience of liquid bliss. So a very good description there. I like that. When they have a good description. Uh, the second beer I had today up here at uh, Lowe's Foods, by the way, uh, the, at the Beer Den. This was Light Pollution. It's by Common House Aleworks. It's, it's a, a double New England style IPA. 8% ABV. 45 uh, IBUs. On the scale there, light pollution is an opaque, all-galaxy hopped, double dry hopped, double IPA. A lot of doubles going on in there. This beer is burning bright with flavor and aroma that will still have you seeing stars through the haze. Uh, you're going to get some papaya in there, some vanilla, some, some pineapple, some of those, uh, some of those uh, flavors. So that's what I had prior to the show. Of course, the song up front there by Three Doors Down, Here Without You. Of course, I'm here without uh, Princess Leia, you know, and it's um, it's been rough so far. You know, yesterday was the two-week anniversary of, of uh, me putting her to sleep, euthanasia, putting her down, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call it. Um, she is no longer with us. And I'm still sad about it, guys, really. Uh, I'm going to go over here and adjust this, uh, adjust this camera because I'm not liking the way it looks, but just take a look there at the, at the wall if you would like. I'm going to raise this camera up a little bit. And, uh, see if I can get me a little better, a little better head in the video, you know? I like a little bit of head in the video. <laughs> <laughs> but what I was going to try and do today was I was going to do just a little, you know, reminiscence about 
Princess Leia and some of the great times we had together and just talk a little bit about her and give her her own show. We tried to do her own show. If you see some of my posts on Instagram and Facebook and stuff, I post some memories here and there. And I posted a memory a little while ago about a, I don't know, 10 minute video, something like that, 15 minutes that I was trying to do. I was trying to, when I still have, when I still have my studio back at the house there in Quail Over Five at the Zen Garden and Pub. I tried to do a little segment called uh, the Couch, uh, Couch Confessions with Leia. And uh, we did one episode and it didn't go very well. And to be honest, you know, uh, to be fair, I guess, not to be honest, I'm always honest on the show, right, guys? But to be fair, it was a um, very early on in the, in the stages of when, when I got Leia. So if I would have done that segment later on, and I wish I would have done Reproduced it here in the studio in in the uh, in the travel trailer, you know, here on the couch. Here in the travel trailer, I tried to do some couch stuff here as well, but I wish I would have reproduced that with Leia because at a, at a certain point in time, of course, she got um, you know better manners and 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 listened a little bit better, and and she got more disciplined and and uh, uh, developed more of a, a personality. And I think we would have done even better with that segment. If I were to try to reproduce it here in the travel trailer eventually, but so a little bit about Leia, you know, I, I had a, a dog, a couple dogs, uh, quite a few dogs actually prior to Leia. Um, a, a lot of the dogs that I had prior to Leia did not make it uh, to term with me or with my my ex wife and I and family. As far as a, a family dog, uh, we would get it and. Um, you know, some of those early dogs that we had, we, we just, uh, we weren't ready. You know, we were, we were too green into, into raising a puppy and raising a dog. And we always got puppies for some reason, which was dumb. Uh, we, we didn't have the time to devote to training and, 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 uh, and really getting those, those puppies to, to become family dogs. So we ended up giving up those dogs to other people and, 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 you know, releasing them back to, the wild, I guess you could say, and letting somebody else take care of them better than we could because we, we had full-time jobs. We were both uh, fresh, active duty in the military. Um, uh, very soon out the gate, we had our first child, uh, Brian Jr., and then we had our second, uh, two years later, Alec, and um, we just weren't ready for, for pets and dogs. Had a couple snakes here and there. They were easy. We you know didn't have to take them outside. <laughs> didn't have to take care of them during the day. They didn't uh, tear up the entire house. Uh, you know, we didn't know anything about crating and there was no YouTube channels and there was nothing that really got us into doing what we should have done to, to, to really take care of those early animals that we had. So it took us a little while. We eventually uh, moved uh, from Valdosta, Georgia. We moved up to Sumter, South Carolina, got restationed up there. I became a recruiter. My ex-wife uh, uh, separated from the Air Force for a little while on uh, a scholarship program to transition her from enlisted to an officer and become a nurse in the Air Force. And she bought me a dog for, uh, I think it was a birthday. It might have been Father's Day. I don't know. She bought me a dog. Her name was Samantha. She was a uh, a uh, Yorkshire Terrier. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn, I'm going way back to childhood. The Yorkshire Terrier was uh, a dog that I had as a child. Um, Hillary and uh, and um, Sydney. 
this dog was a miniature schnauzer, so she, she'd gotten us a miniature schnauzer named Samantha, a female. Always had female dogs. I, I, I've never had a male dog. Um, that we have uh, have kept and you know uh, further lifetime, I guess. So we got Samantha, and then we moved to Alaska, and we eventually adopted a another dog named Sophie, which was a kind of a, a, a golden retriever slash um, uh, not a Doberman, uh, a German Shepherd. So it was like a Shepherd Retriever Newfoundland mix. So it was a a pure black, real long-haired dog, but it, it really looked more like a golden retriever, just with black fur. But it still had some of the uh, the Newfoundland uh, features to it. Um, I don't remember recalling a whole lot of shepherd in it, but in her. Uh, so those two dogs are the, the the first two dogs that actually went to, you know, the end of life. Um, ended up divorcing. 2013, and uh, my ex-wife kept uh, Samantha, the miniature schnauzer, and I took Sophie. We, we split the dogs uh, kind of in half with, with everything else. Uh, Sophie was more of my dog. Samantha, even though she bought her for me as a present, uh, was more of her dog. So um, I didn't get to see Samantha in, in the end of life, um, um, but she, she led a full life. I think she ended up being 16 years old or 17 uh, was end up, uh, you know, ended up blind and and deaf and <laughs> just all kind of stuff. But she had a great life, had a had a fantastic uh, lifespan. Uh, Sophie, she moved with me uh, from Vegas or from from Alaska, where I bought her, to Vegas, and then I took her from Vegas. I drove from Vegas to uh, to Somerville, South Carolina, with her for I don't know, 35, 36 hour drive uh, in the back of my nineteen eighty three. Toyota Celica Supra. Uh, I had a, a whole uh, section set up in the back of the Supra and the hatchback of the Supra with bedding and, and and food and water and all kind of stuff. And she she drove in the back of that car uh, with me all the way back to Somerville. Um, ended up staying at my parents' house for quite a while, or for a year or so, while I got settled and, and, and kind of reacclimated to civilian life after retiring from the Air Force, after getting divorced. And uh, we eventually got a house over there in Quail Over 5, which uh, you know, a lot of you guys know about it, the, the Zen Garden and Pub that, uh, you know, launched this podcast, Craft Conversations. And, uh, yeah, Sophie had a great life over there. You know, we had a, a tremendous yard and um, a back area, um, two doggy doors on the back of the house. She was able to come in and out. Uh, she ended up living, I want to say, she was 14, 15 years old, I think. For a large dog, I mean, she was a 90-pound, you know, um, like I said, shepherd, retriever, Newfoundland mix. And uh, uh, led a long life. Had no real significant um, health issues. I mean, none really. I mean, she. I, I think she had a couple of ear infections. We had to do a, a, a kind of a drainage uh, thing on one of her ears one time. She had a, um, a big... Uh, I don't even know what you call it, a blood uh, boil or something we had to, to drain and we had to put a, a tube in there and drain it. We had to wrap her up and uh, stitch it and all kind of things. But 
So that was only the, the, the biggest thing that she had going on and uh, was the sweetest dog ever. I mean, this dog uh, very rarely barked, if it, if ever. She was very uh, serene and calm. And I really believe that that pets kind of mimic their owners, really. So uh, I think just my personality, my Zen-like lifestyle, my uh, Buddhist, uh, Taoist, um, uh, martial arts-type philosophy, and lifestyle, uh, you know, pretty calm, cool, collective, what have you. And I think that transfers into your pet, as a matter of fact. So Sophie was super sweet, super fantastic, and she ended up passing away. I was out actually bartending at Homegrown Brew House, you know, where I partnered there with uh, Caleb Taylor. Um, I was um, out one night. Uh, it was a Friday night, I think, maybe a Saturday. I can't remember. It was one of those two nights, Friday or Saturday. I was bartending. I left work 11 o'clock, 1130-ish. I went down the street to a, to a pub that I usually went to, had a couple of drinks, and, and kind of decompressed after work. Came back to the house, and, and I'm searching all over the house for, for, um, for Sophie. Couldn't find her. I looked upstairs. I looked in my bedroom. I looked in all the, all the other rooms, the living room, the kitchen, the laundry room. Couldn't find her. Went out to the back porch. Uh, looked on the, the the top deck of the porch there, walked around the yard a little bit, and then I was coming up the other side of the yard and coming up the stairwell back on to the upper deck, and uh, uh, she was just laying there on the steps like she had gone out into the yard into the bath, you know, to go to the bathroom, go potty or whatever, and was was climbing back up the steps to come back into the house, and just uh, heart gave out, just died right there on the steps, and. Um, you know, looked like it was probably a peaceful death. She looked, uh, calm, like she just, just right there, just, just gave out. And, uh, it, this was about 1230 at night. <sighs> Man, I remember vividly, I uh, came home, uh, saw her there. Of course, devastated, you know, this was the dog that pretty much, uh, got me out of uh, a, a bad spot, you know, after retiring and after uh, <sighs> divorcing after almost 21 years, you know, uh, almost 22 years in the military, almost 21 years of, of marriage and uh, took that dog with me. And that dog got me through some, some very tough times. Um, you know, even, and I've, I've talked about it on the show a couple of times, even a couple of bouts of, of maybe trying to, to end my life. And this dog was there unconditionally to, to be my companion and really was the first, you know, dog to help me get through, through some really uh, tumultuous times. Um, so to, to find her there, and, and the biggest thing was that I wasn't there to, to see her you know, go. So, uh, of course, in my mind, I'm sitting there thinking, well, uh, she left and it was all alone in the backyard in the dark. And who knows how long she had passed before I got home. But my roommate, uh, Thomas or Tommy was, was at work as well at Accent on Wine, you know, right across the street from where I was working and, uh, came home. She had died. So, I felt bad about it. I felt like I, I wasn't there for her. I should have been there. 
And uh, I didn't get to spend my last uh, moments with her, but but I, I think she died peacefully. Man. I can't believe that one still chokes me up as much as it does, but it does. Because she was a, a fantastic, fantastic dog. Oh my gosh, she was so good. The only bad thing about that dog was, was her damn hair. She had this Newfoundland black hair, you know, that was, I don't know, fucking three, four inches long at, at some points, you know, depending on how she was groomed. And it would just get all over the damn, damn place. I mean, it would clog up the vacuums and just get in every nook and cranny. Even after she died, I, I, probably a year later, I was still finding her hair throughout the house, no matter how much I cleaned. But it was a fantastic dog, so I called my dad. You know, like I said, 1230 at night after midnight and said, hey, um, he's only uh, was only two miles away at that point. I, I, I called him and he answered the phone. I said, hey, my uh, Sophie's died. Would you mind coming over and helping me bury my dog? So he came. Man, I knew it was too early to do this show, but. So he came over and, uh, we, we both got, you know, a couple shovels and we picked her up and, and put her into a, a, a bag and, uh, buried, uh, dug a big hole in, in the, one of the flower gardens that I had there out near the, the fountain in the backyard. Buried a nice hole or uh, dug a nice hole, dropped her in there and covered her up and, uh, uh, I ended up putting some new, I had like red mulch, you know, throughout my, um, flower beds there. And I ended up buying some black mulch to, to kind of differentiate her spot. Gave her a nice spot, put some, some dog biscuits out there and some of her toys. And yeah, so that was in uh, April of 2017, I think is what I recall, you know, and time gets away from you, but oh my God. I knew this was going to be emotional, but I uh, wasn't quite sure how emotional it was going to be. And I haven't even talked about Leia yet, but I'm kind of setting the scene. So, so Leia is now buried. Um, April of 2017, I said, man, I don't think I'll ever get another dog ever again. Because um, I don't think I could top that dog. That dog was just perfect. Never barked at anybody. Never, uh, never got in a fight with any other dog or human. Never snipped at anybody. Never... Um, very rarely had an accident. I mean, was very well trained, uh, uh, you know, house trained wise and uh, didn't chew anything up. Um, just the perfect dog, man. She was beautiful. She was very friendly. She was sweet. And, uh, I said, man, I, I'll, I'll never get another dog. Fast forward to, uh, my birthday weekend, Labor Day weekend of 2017. Um, my birthday is September 4th. I looked up, uh, you know, places to um, adopt and, and get animals here in the Charleston area. And I, I, I came across a, a place called the Charleston Animal Society, which is down in North Charleston off of uh, Remount Road. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go down. I'm just going to take a look. You know, I don't think I want another dog. I, I don't think I want the responsibility of another dog. Um, I don't want to train, you know, and have to, to do all that hard work, but let, let me just go take a look. So 
I went down to the Charleston Animal Society. I asked my mom to go with me. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I believe we went down on my birthday, which uh, again was September 4th, 2017. Um, walked around, took a look at all the dogs. I mean, you know, at any given time, if I'm thinking about it, they've got, uh, let's see, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I don't know, 20 or 25 cages there. Um, at the Charleston Animal Society that they house the, uh, the dogs in and, and they have a back area, I think as well, where they keep some of the, the medical dogs and, and some different dogs that maybe don't do well with the, the stress of being in the main area. So I don't know, 25 cages, I guess. And what I did is I walked around all these cages and you know, you would have, uh, you would have one cage where it'd be a giant dog and he's, he's jumping up and he's clawing the, 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 the window as you're, the door as you're going by. You got another one that's just barking his head off, her head off. You got another, uh, section or another cage where, um, you just see a whole bunch of debris and, 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 uh, newspaper torn up and the toys, you know, all the stuffing's torn out of it and the squeakers out, whatever. You got some of them that are just messy. You got other ones that, um, were just, uh, you, you know, had piss over here. Maybe, uh, the dog is shit over here and they hadn't got around to cleaning up yet. I came across this one cage and it, uh, the name of the, the dog was Princess Leia. And I came across this cage and the dog is just, just sitting there. I mean, just sitting there in the cage, looking out the door, probably about, you know, uh, five feet, four feet back from the door, just sitting there in a perfect position, just kind of looking, not barking. Uh, the cage looked clean. Uh, there was nothing, you know, uh, the toys weren't turn, torn up. The, the, the covers weren't strewn all over the place. A very nice, tidy cage. And just this calm girl just kind of sitting there and just kind of looking back at me. This brindle coated, which I'd never really been real familiar with a brindle coated dog. And she was just sitting there, just staring at me. And just the, the most, the quiet, most docile, a dog you'd ever seen in your life. And I said, man, I, I think, uh, I think I want to take this dog. I think I want to take it into a, to a back room and, uh, sit with it and just see what this dog is all about. So we went and got one of the workers and, uh, said, yeah, we'd like to visit with this dog here, Princess Leia. And they, they got us a room and they set us up and we went and sat and they eventually walked her in on a leash and, um, immediately when she walked into the room, she peed on the floor and, you know, was kind of nervous and, um, which is kind of a, a, a skittish dog. You know, you could tell she maybe hadn't been treated the, the best and maybe had an abusive, um, owner at one point, uh, you know, you, you would go to pet her and if you, if you brought your hand from the top too high or too fast, you know, she would kind of cringe and, and, and squat down and, and uh, get defensive, like uh, maybe you were going to hit her or something like that. So you could tell she would definitely have probably been abused at some point. Um, I don't remember all the history. I'd have to go back. I meant to go. I've got her whole kit, you know, that I that I got with her when I adopted her. They kind of had a, had a rundown uh, history, uh, a brief history of what they knew about the dog uh, before they got her. But there wasn't a whole lot of information, but she didn't have a lot of health issues or anything like that. So I said, you know what? I said, let me think about it. I really like this dog, but let me, I'm, I'm not sure I want to jump right back into another dog yet. Let me think about it overnight. I thought about it overnight. I got back with my mom the next day and I said, look, I, I think I, I think I want to get her. 
uh, will you go with me to get her? So we, we both went back to the Charleston Animal Society, said we wanted to adopt Leia, and we, we picked her up. We put her in the car. Um, I drove uh, my truck. My mom sat in the back seat with her, and uh, we took her back. And the rest is history. I mean, you've seen it. You've seen, if you followed this channel at all over the past uh, five years, you know, since I started this podcast, and I started this podcast after uh, after Leia, post Leia. And uh, she's been a, uh, she was a fantastic dog. She was a fantastic companion. And I got her back and, and Tommy fell in love with her and, and, and Tommy and I had a great time with her. And then I eventually ended up getting a, a, a second roommate there at my house, uh, Mr. Caleb Choir. And uh, we ended up starting this podcast, Craft Conversations Together. And uh, I'll tell you what. Caleb, he's a cat guy. He he wasn't a big dog guy, and uh, he didn't really care for <laughs> for Leia <laughs> too much. He thought Leia, you know, cats just kind of leave you alone. They just kind of do their own thing. You know, you, you don't need to give them a lot of attention. They don't require a lot of uh, attention from from you. Um, they don't uh, really bug you a whole lot. They just kind of lounge around. They do their own thing. They they're, they're kind of self uh, dependent, independent. I guess you would say. Leia was, uh, you know, wanted some attention. She was a little bit needy, and uh, I don't think Caleb liked that. And Caleb would would yell at her a few times here and there, you know, never abusive or whatever, but just say, Leia, get out of here. And, you know, she would come up into the studio a lot of times. And we had a lot of equipment up there. You know, we had a lot of stuff plugged in, a lot of wires going everywhere and power stuff and cameras and computers and lights and uh, tripods and, and she would come up there and just like a bull in a china shop, you know, and just, uh, <laughs> she would come up there and, and knock stuff over and she would unplug things. She would get underneath the table. And next thing you know, the headphones unplugged or, or the power cable to, to something is, is jacked up. And <laughs> she would, she would cause a lot of, uh, a lot of mayhem, you know, in the studio. And, uh, Caleb wasn't a big fan, <laughs> Caleb wasn't a big fan of that. So he would he would often uh, want to kick her out of the studio. I'm like, oh, come on, man, let's let's uh, you know, let Leia stay in the studio. So every now and then you'd see Leia roaming around on a few podcasts. She'd be up in the studio, and 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 most times you would not see her because Caleb would kick her out. Well, of course, once uh, once Caleb and I split, fuck that, man. Leia was Leia was in the studio as much as I could get her in there. She was in there while I was editing. She was in there while I was recording. She was in there while I was sleeping, whatever, drinking beer, uh, getting high, just whatever we would do there in the studio. She was my studio dog. And, uh, of course on the montage there in, in the front, you'll see, you know, quite a few pictures of her there in the studio. And there, there's even more than that. I mean, hell that, I don't know what that montage was at the front, but the, the 80 plus 83 or 81 or whatever photos that were in that montage. I mean, there's five, six, seven times that amount of photos and videos that I've got of her that I just, uh, I've been trying to collect them over the past couple of weeks to, to get to this show. And, uh, there, there's a lot more that, that need to be showcased and, and they will be showcased. I'll show them, you know, further on down the road, but so she became a studio dog and she was always up there. My companion, especially once, you know, Caleb and I split and I started doing the podcast on my own. Uh, she was my mainstay up there and really kept me company and kept me kind of focused and, and, uh, gave me a purpose to, uh, to continue doing that stuff because I think, um, you know, sometimes 
even though I got over that that main depression, uh, initial depression when I when I got divorced and retired after that first year, year and a half or whatever, um, there was uh, you know a couple other bouts of of some pr- depression that I had going on there with some different relationships and with some jobs and um, some some health issues that I had going on and, and just things that that really put me down in the dumps and, and this dog was always there to uh was always there to uh to make me smile and, and, and to make me push forward and, and to give me another reason to to wake up the next day even you know even though I've got my my family here my my parents my brothers uh, a couple cousins here in town um you know I got my uh, my two boys my two wonderful fucking boys um it's still hard sometimes and it was it was that damn dog that got me through a lot of hard times and it really just made it worth waking up every day you know to have somebody there i mean yeah you got your kids you got your family you got all these other people that that you want to be there for and and, and wake up for every day but they're not always right there you know they're not as uh as the Biden press secretary says, you know, front of mind, top of mind. They're not always there, top of mind. And that dog was always there, top of mind. To get me through stuff, so. Fast forward, you know, we've done some, we, we did a lot of podcast stuff and we did a lot of stuff locally uh, as far as hiking and, 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 and running around town and visiting some breweries and some coffee shops and things like that here locally. Um, COVID hit 2020, you know, so three years later, COVID hits and uh, Lay and I decide, you know what? I think it's time to get the fuck out of here. I think it's time for an adventure. I think life is too short. I think people are dying. There's a pandemic going on. Uh, there's a lot of chaos in the world. Who knows uh, what tomorrow is going to bring? Who knows if, the world is going to end tomorrow. Who knows if it's going to end in a month, two months, a year down the road. I think it's time to live life and get the fuck out of here. So Lay and I decided as a team, and I can say that wholeheartedly, that we, we decided as a team to do this. Uh, I discussed it with her. We did it. But sold my house, sold all my possessions, as you know. I bought a travel trailer, uh, paid it off in full. My truck was paid off in full, so paid off all my bills. Had 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 nothing uh, debt wise going down, and decided to hit the road in the travel trailer. and And we hit the road, and we hit the road running, man. I mean, we we uh, didn't hold back. I had no clue what I was doing. I'd never pulled a trailer before, much less owned a travel trailer. I, I didn't know anything about all the workings of the plumbing and the electricity and the 110 versus the 12 volt. And man, all these things that I had to learn, I had no clue, you know, uh, what the rules were as far as uh, pets at different locations and different things. But, but we got on the road and we just did it. We took off, we hooked up the trailer to my truck, boom, took off. Next thing you know, we're up, uh, you know, the upper state of South Carolina. We're in, into North Carolina. We, we stayed our first uh, campsite there in North Carolina. We got into Tennessee, uh, met with some friends up there, Slayton and Lily, Lily, uh, did some camping with them and, uh, eventually, you know, uh, went the entire 
distance across Nashville, we ended up having to stop in, uh, or I'm sorry, across Tennessee, ended up having to stop in Nashville because I had some brake problems on that, some serious, <laughs> some serious brake problems on my truck and, uh, had to spend a few days there in Nashville to have my entire brake system replaced, uh, brake pads, rotors, uh, calipers, all new lines, brake fluid. I mean, the entire works, a couple thousand dollars worth of a brake uh, work done on my truck, but it, it was well needed. It needed to be done to, to safely get across and do what we eventually did. So we went from there all the way across uh, the United States uh, as far as Nevada. So we went through 18 different states there and back. Went out and uh, uh, stopped at, uh, I don't know, state parks, national parks, RV parks, uh, Walmarts. Uh, crackle barrels. We uh, signed up with this company called Harvest Host, and we stayed at a lot of breweries and uh, distilleries and wineries and a couple farms. Um, ended up getting out to uh, Arizona and stayed with my my son out there in Flagstaff for a little while, for a little while uh, with Brian Jr. out there, and he has a wonderful dog named Gloria, a terrier mix of sorts as well. Uh, they got, didn't think they were going to get along initially uh, when we decided to, to get them together. They got along perfectly. You'll see a couple uh, instances of them in that montage up front uh, with uh, Glow. Um, went down and spent some time with, uh, with his in-laws down in, in uh, Sun City, Arizona. And uh, she got along swimmingly with both of their dogs. I mean, just anywhere Leia went, she got along let me backtrack just a little bit. 99% of the places that, that Leia went, she got along with all the people and all the dogs. We did make our way out to Reno, Nevada to spend time with my younger son, Alec, out there and his two roommates. Um, got along great with everybody out there in, in Nevada. We went to this giant dog park. I mean, it was the the size of like two football fields. I mean, this park was amazing it was just a free-for-all for dogs i mean there would be when we went out there i don't know 40 50 dogs in this dog park you know running across this uh this two football field uh, area of land she did very well until she got kind of cornered i think she was very overwhelmed because she was kind of a solitary dog i mean it was just re really her and i and a few friends here and there wasn't real acclimated to a lot of animals <laughs> And I think, uh, you know, she got into this little pack of dogs at one point where there was maybe four or five dogs and there was this one puppy there. And I think they just, they kind of just overwhelmed her. And she, uh, this one puppy, you know, just very irritating and, and nagging. You can imagine, you know, a puppy just kind of doesn't really know what's going on, doesn't have a lot of uh, manners at, at, at that time, um, at that age. And just was really just kind of nipping at her and barking at her and just kind of agitating her too much. And finally, Leia just took her and threw her down on the on the ground and, and got her got her jaw on the neck of this puppy. And the puppy's, you know, whining uh, like it's dying, although it's not. It's just a, it's just a noise that the puppy makes, obviously, because it's it, it's 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 fearful and it's, it's scared. Um, so of course, Leia got demonized uh, as this killer pit bull that was uh, trying to kill this puppy. But really, the puppy was just being fucking annoying. And Leia just put her in her place, or put it in its place. He, she, I don't remember what it was, but, um, so we had a big, uh, little to do right there in the middle of the dog park and I had to explain, look, 
they're dogs just being dogs. I mean, you know, we, we think that all these dogs out here are supposed to be fucking perfectly mannered, you know, well-mannered uh, dogs. Um, but they're just, uh, they're wild animals, you know, so dogs are going to be dogs. Get the fuck out of here, man. So we ended up leaving, but so that was the first instance that she really ever, uh, you know, tried to, to put a dog in its place. Uh, man, yeah, I wouldn't say she was trying to kill it or, or harm it or anything, but just like subdue it. Like, leave me the fuck alone, man. I'm, I'm tired of you fucking with me. So, um, you know, speaking, you know, speaking of uh, how kind she was, you know, uh, I go back to a time when, when I was still in the house before we sold the house. And like I said, we had two doggy doors there going out the back of the house that so she had free access to the, to the outside. And, uh, I guess I had acquired a family of opossums, opossums there underneath our shed in the backyard. Uh, Tommy had called me one night and said, Hey, uh, there's a possum in the house. And I said, well, <laughs> well, Tom, get the possum out of the house. I mean, what are you doing? Why are you calling me to get the possum out of the house? Um, you know, Leia's, uh, all excited and she's trying to get it. And I said, well, just get a shovel or get a rake or something and just kind of scoop. The thing. It was behind the TV, you know, in the corner of the living room or whatever. And I said, just get something, get it out of the house. I mean, what do you want me to do? I'm at work. So he finally gets it out of the house and, uh, I come back and I think later on that night I come back after work and I'm sitting there in my recliner and, and Leia brings a little baby Joey, you know, possum. That's what they call him a Joey, kind of like a kangaroo. Brings it into the house, you know, just in her mouth, not, you know, killing it, just kind of loosely, real gently brings it into the house and drops it in front of me like, here, dad, I brought you a present. And uh, she did that three other times. And we had this family of possum just kind of ramsacking our house. And, I, you know, I guess uh, initially they just came in through the doggy door, I guess, but. And she would always bring me these joeys in to drop them in front of me <laughs> like a present. And uh, we had a, a fun time with possums for for a little while. And I wish I would have kept a couple of them as pets, to be honest. But <clears throat> um, another time we were up and uh, we, we took a trip. After we did that trip, you know, out west and back for about nine months and, and about 18 different states, we came back. And um, I took another trip up to my buddy uh, Ryan's house, my best friend, and I'm sorry, I'm trying to clear myself up here a little bit. But we went up to uh, Illinois. He lives right outside of St. Louis at Scott Air Force Base there, right outside of Scott Air Force Base. We were both stationed there for a little while. We both retired, or he retired there. I uh, went back and, and got a house right outside the base. And so I went up, and he's got a few cats, and he's got a few dogs. Went up. They, he uh, later got along great with the dogs. We were out in the backyard. We were doing some steaks, uh, cooking Grilling in the backyard, a couple cats on the inside. Uh, got a video of, uh, it wasn't on that montage, but got a video of, uh, Leia <clears throat> looking in the, in the screen, in the, in the, the sliding back door, <laughs> looking at this cat. And the cat, you can see the, the cat's eyes glowing in the, in the door because I got the light on my, on my camera, on my phone. And Leia's just looking at that cat like, oh, I want to eat you. I want to get you. I want to get you, cat. I, I don't know what you are. I've never seen you before. I've never seen a cat. I don't think she'd ever seen a cat before. And uh, we end up going inside. We, we eat dinner. We're, we're inside drinking some wine, sitting in the living room, just kind of chit-chatting, having some uh, conversation and stuff. And um, I think one of the cats had, had gotten underneath the couch that I was sitting on. And I guess uh, Leia uh, could eventually smell it or... Or maybe saw it, you know, peeking out from underneath the couch and Leia just went to town and, and kind of got underneath the couch and was swiping with her paws and whatever. 
and they ended up getting a scuffle. We had to separate them. Uh, the cat and Leia had a little bit of blood on either one of them. I don't know who was bleeding. I think the cat maybe had a little blood. Uh, you know, somebody clawed somebody. I don't know. But so that was the time that she tried to kill a cat. So two different times, uh, she, 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 she put the smack down on a, on a puppy and, and let her know, let that puppy know who was in charge. And then she tried to kill the cat because I, I don't think she just, or maybe she was just playing with the cat. I don't know. But just a little too aggressive. Um, we did have one other instance that I can recall. Went went up to uh, Anderson, South Carolina. Uh, stayed at a place, uh, the, the Jokasi, uh Park up there, or the Jokasi Lake. I, I can't remember the entire location up there. But we stayed at one of the campgrounds up there. And I visited with a couple friends of mine, uh, Sean and Olivia. And on the way, on the way up there, I think I, I, I got a harvest host at one of the breweries called Golden Grove uh, Farm and Brew. We stayed up there, and I took Leia into the brewery, and they had a, a brewery dog, a house dog that that, that stayed there at the brewery, and uh, just kind of roamed. Uh, Leia was on a leash, and they got in a little scuffle there at the brewery. And the owner came over. It was no big deal. Um, said it was his dog. It wasn't my dog, but it was kind of both of them. They just uh, they just started sniffing each other, and all of a sudden, one of them just said, "You know, I, I don't fucking like you." And uh, rah, 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 they just all started barking and, and growling at each other and, and nipping at each other, and we, we pulled each other away. And no big deal. So I don't know. Probably. I mean, I've, you know, I grew up with dogs. My parents had dogs. My, my grandparents both had dogs. Uh, they had cats. I've been around horses. I've, I've had snakes. Um, I've had, I've had numerous dogs. You know, I had, uh, uh, I don't know, three or four dogs before we got Samantha and then before we got Sophie and then Sophie came, you know, came and went and then I got Leia and I got to tell you, I mean, I've met a lot of people's dogs and I've, I've, I've had my own dogs. I've had, my family's had dogs and I don't think I've ever met another dog with a, a demeanor and a personality like Leia had just Never barked. I mean, she, she picked up some barking here at my parents' house, uh, to come back into the house. Um, of course, when, when I had her at my house, she had free access in and out. So she didn't ever have to bark to, to come in or come out or do anything like that. But she never made a peep, man. She was the sweetest dog. She would lick you to death. She would hug you. Um, she never whined. She never complained. She did. Anything you wanted her to do, whether it be put on an outfit, whether it go for a walk, whether it be get in the water, whether it be go for uh, get in the car, go to the vet, get her nails done, take a bath. I mean, just never complained about any goddamn thing. It was just the most perfect companion, the most perfect travel dog, the most perfect people dog that you could ever meet, the sweetest. And I have this saying, you know, that everybody loves Leia, and it's, it's absolutely true. 
everybody loved Leia. Anybody that knew her, anybody that saw her, anybody that, that came in contact with her, anybody that saw her on a video, anybody that saw anything I posted about her, just knew that she was the sweetest, most loyal, most loving companion that any person could ever have. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I had her for six years, you know. A few relationships over those those years, over the first couple years, and 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 again, the friendliest, best companion to any companion that I had. Um, loved them unconditionally, just like I loved them. And if, if I trusted that those people, she trusted those people, and she loved those people just as much as I loved those people. And the last. Uh, four years of her life, um, I was not any, in any relationships. And, uh, that was perfectly okay because she was my companion. She was, I mean, you know, let's not get weird about it. There, there's no bestiality or anything like that going on, but she was my companion. She was my love. She was my significant other. She was my best friend. And I love, loved her, and I love her so much, and I miss her so much. I, uh, I still put her blanket down at the end of my bed. I still talk to her. Uh, when we go to bed at night, you know, I say the same things that I used to say to her when she was there. And then, when I, when I get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, I say the same things that I would say to her, uh, you know, I still feel like her presence is there. I still talk to her in the car. I roll her window down at the back of the truck. And so she can put her head out and, and get some air in her face. I still feel her, you know, sitting standing up on the, the center console and looking out the front window with me. Every time she would she would look out the window and I'd tell her, okay, Leia, get in the back. You got to get in the back. Get in the back. And she would she'd always lick my neck on the way back. Like, give me a kiss. And before she went to the back of the truck, she would always do that. Every single time she would lick my neck. Like, okay, I'm going to the back. I'm going to give you a kiss. I love you. And, uh, just little things, man. But she'd be laying down in the back, fast asleep. And as soon as I, I turned the blinker on, you know, to signal that I was getting off the interstate or something like that, she would pop up. And she would get back up on the, the center console and be like, okay, where are we? What are we doing? What's going on? What's the adventure? What are we doing? She always, she always knew every time that blinker came on, it was time to, or if I, if I hit the brake to, you know, uh, cut the, the cruise control off. She would know. All right, it's time. We're getting. We're we're pulling off the interstate. We're going somewhere. We're getting ready to get out the car. We're getting ready to go to the bathroom at a gas station. We're getting ready to get to the RV park. We're getting ready to set up the trailer. Man, she just she knew, and she enjoyed every damn bit of everything we did. And she was just always just right there, 
just being the best partner. Oh. Damn, I miss this dog so much. I'm sorry. I knew this was going to be a a tear fest and all that stuff, but you couldn't ask for a better dog. And I know a lot of people, a lot of you out there got dogs, and I appreciate it. And I know you love your dog unconditionally, and that dog loves you, and, and you have all your your experiences with that dog. And but I'm telling you, man, this dog was one of a kind. It was one of a kind, goddamn dog. That, and you know, I felt the same way about Sophie. I thought Sophie was a one of a kind dog, and nobody could ever replace Sophie. And what I found was, you know, when when I uh, for the first four years or whatever, you know, we were at the house where, where we had buried Sophie in the backyard. And I, I, I swear to this day, I mean, without a doubt in my heart, I feel like Sophie and Leia talked in that backyard. I feel like a, a little bit of Sophie went into Leia and made her that extra special dog that she was. And I feel like the next dog that I do get, because I will get another dog for sure, 100%. Almost got one yesterday, and I feel like I maybe missed out on on a girl that I really wanted. I think she's gone now, but um, I, I truly believe that energy passes on. I don't know if it's reincarnation or whatever you want to call it, but I truly believe that that the spirit of Sophie and the spirit, of even Samantha and uh, Leia are going to all go into the next dog that I get, and, and it's going to be even that much more special. And all those spirits are going to be there. All that love is just going to continue to, to move on and, and continue to to travel with me as I go. That's what I believe. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't know, a week after... Uh, a week and a half after I went to the Charleston Animal Society, I, I, I'd seen a few dogs on their website. And I said, let me go. I just want to, you know, at least go get my dog fixed and at least kind of visit with some of these dogs and and just uh, get some of that, that dog love, you know. And uh, I made a note of a few. And then by the time I got around to going back, which is about a week later yesterday, um, a, a couple of those dogs were already gone, had been adopted, and I, I, I visited with a couple of new dogs yesterday, and I really fell in love with this one named Lily, and I sat with another one named Spoink, a boy, never had a boy dog, but, and I do believe <clears throat> Spoink is still there, and I do believe that Lily has been adopted. Lily was, oh man, reminded me. Not a spinning image of, of Leia, but very reminiscent of the time that I went and adopted Leia, uh, you know, from the same spot. Very reminiscent of the scenario and, and the scene that was set on that day. Real familiar. Um, and then just demeanor-wise, personality-wise, this dog was, it was very similar. Uh, coat, size, um, everything was, was super similar and i really was very tempted to go back early this morning and, and grab her uh they're doing an event this weekend uh because they're so overcrowded 
where there's no adoption fee. So any, any, any dog over one year old, excuse me, any dog over one years old is, uh, is free. So I was going to go back and, and take advantage of that possibly, but I'm still torn. I'm still up in the, up in the air. Do, do I really want a dog this soon? And, uh, you know, my good friend, uh, Deb, Deb, Deborah, Pietrofesso just keeps telling me, uh, you know, when it, when it's time, it's time. It'll happen when it, when it's meant to happen and, um, it'll all fall into place. And, and if, if this dog wasn't there, it's not there anymore. Lily's not there. Then that, that dog wasn't, wasn't the dog that was meant for me, you know? So we'll just keep moving forward and. There's plenty of animals out there that need love and need need a home and, and need a companion and we'll figure it out. I'm just not sure if I'm there yet. I I feel like I am. I feel like I want to be there. I feel like uh, there's a hole in my life right now. Um, luckily, my parents have a couple dogs and I can uh, I can partake and and get some loving from those guys. I don't know. That's about it. Uh, you know, I didn't have anything written down. I didn't have any notes. I didn't have any, I, I just, I told myself, okay, when, when you do this show, I knew what I was going to do up front with the montage and, and maybe the song that I was going to play up front. But, uh, I really had no idea what I was going to say. I was just going to talk about her and, and just kind of reminisce about some good times and, and just, uh, let you guys know how, how special she was to me. So if you have, if any of you out there have animals, pets, no matter what kind of pet, love them, treat them kindly, um, show them some adventures and you could just sit on the couch with them all day. And, and that's going to be an adventure for that pet, but, um, do what you do stuff with your pet, love them, appreciate them because they're not going to be there. They, they don't live as long as us. And, and they're, when they're, they're going to be gone and you're going to be mad that you didn't do all the things that you set out and that you had planned on doing with them. One day it's just all of a sudden it's going to stop. And that goes for your kids. That goes for your, your parents. That goes, you know, of course, if you like, all these people, I don't know, some people don't like their, their family, but if you love all these people and you like them, spend some time with them and don't take them for granted because everybody goes eventually. We all go. And I don't know one person that hasn't had regrets when somebody they love has gone and passed on, whether unexpectedly or expectedly. Uh, there's never enough time, so take the time that you have, because time is the most precious thing that we have. Fuck all this guns and money and cars and houses and possessions and clothing and watches and jewelry and all this kind of bullshit. Time is the most valuable possession that you will ever have. Don't waste it. Don't take it for granted on anything. All right. And with that, guys, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with all my fucking sobbing and sob story shit here. But 
I love that dog so goddamn much. I miss her so fucking much. And I'll talk to you soon, guys. Love you guys. Be good to each other. Take care of each other. Peace.